Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close, I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Right? Jimmy, so you're pro-union. Yeah. Now, the problem with the unions in the United States <laughs> is that they, I don't think that, I mean, I'm not a specialist. I mean, I've been in a couple of unions myself, but I'm not a specialist on unions, but it looks like they're corrupted and they're part of the professional managerial class. Are you class. kidding me? Of course, yeah. They're, 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 they don't they're really... They're part of the camp. Yeah. They're part. They're also bad. I know. So for you to say you're pro-union, so, so, you, so again, for me, Jimmy... I, 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 but Christian Small's union is a great union. There's lots of unions there. You need unions. You definitely need unions. I mean, if you don't have unions, I mean, Jesus Christ, they, they won't. Dude, I, I, look at what's happened to the freaking railroad workers just now. They won't even give them freaking sick days, and, be, and they have a union, and the government comes in and crushes their union because they were going to win that strike. And that's why that, governor, yeah, that government had to do that. And that's real fascism, by the if way. If you would. Because I, I generally don't have the answer on unions. I don't think it's all good or all bad. If you could have this discussion, what are the pros and cons of unions? You probably are going to take the cons perspective, no? So, okay. So the, my opinion, okay, yep. is these things start with good intentions. But this is the challenge, Jimmy. And when you mentioned the lady earlier, and then Vinny said, should they have their own money? And he said, well, she doesn't have money, but I don't think she can be bought. Let me tell you, okay? And I'll give you an analogy. Maybe this will make sense to you. you are you married? Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, 10, 12, 13 years. Okay. So were you good with the ladies when you were younger? I'm assuming you were because you're good with uh, you can talk. I, I I had some girlfriends. Okay. But <laughs> you, you, you weren't shy amongst girls. No, so you, right okay. there. It's my guy. So, so <laughs> I, I want you to think about this here. You. Uh, so imagine if a guy is not good with girls, okay, and he's only been with one his entire life, and he's now 35, and he's not married, and but he's only been with one, okay? He's just horrible with girls. But all of a sudden at 35, you know, he's now married, and he's got a couple kids, and now he becomes super famous, and he starts making a lot of money, and he becomes the best whatever, you know, coder at his company, and he joins Snapchat, and there's an exit, and he makes $35 million, okay? Okay. So all the girls that were working at Snapchat now are coming up to him. Oh, my God, Bobby, you're such a great coder. Man, I love, can we go for a drink? He's like, I've never had this experience before. Damn, one, shit, two, oh, my God, three, that was cool. Dude, left and right. Okay, if you're a guy and you've never had play, then all of a sudden you get a lot of attention. You don't know how to handle it. That's correct. Okay? The same to me goes with money. If you're a politician, you've never made money, you become a politician, and you all of a sudden want to do the right thing, oh, okay. then Pfizer knocks on the door, most of the time you're for sale. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you're a union worker, you're creating the union for the right reasons, then the people with money show up and say, hey, Mr. Uh, uh, Jimmy... Gaffa or whatever your name is, okay? Hey, you know, uh, or this union leader we got that's leading such and such. We will, here's what we're going to do. We think you're underpaid, okay? Let's strike up a deal, and we're willing to do X, Y, Z for you. But we'll do this, and we'll give you more power, and you'll be locked in for 10 years, 15 years with this position, but we'll give you X, Y, Z money. 
That's the problem with a lot of these politicians and union leaders. They start off with good and then they're for sale because they've never experienced real money before. What do you think? I, well, I don't. I I I've seen it happen, right? So I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying for yeah. sure. Uh, we've seen it happen. I don't know what it like. Uh, like we just saw. Uh, uh, they get book deal. Like for instance, I I I've focused on the squad, right? Uh, because those are supposed to be the people who don't take corporate money. They're supposed to be the people, you know, standing up to the establishment inside government. They're not doing it, and so but they get book deals, right? Like Cory Bush just got a book deal. I think she's, you know, I, I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars she got for that, but she probably sold two books. <laughs> So, I mean, that's how they get people. So you're, you're right, right? So they do get people. Um, but I think there are people who could stand up against it. I think RFK stood up against it. There you go. The, the forerunner story of pain and per- perseverance in America was released on October 4th. The publisher paid Bush an anti-police socialist who stoked BLM rights in 2020 in advance of $50,000. Bush's financials disclosure reports show. Corey Bush. Wow. And it sold Image. 729 Image. copies in its first week. Crushing it. <laughs> Crushing it. <laughs> Corey Bush. $50,000. Well, we might have just helped her sell a couple more copies. So is a take lot that of money for a book guys. deal. For $729? That's a lot Someone of money. never written a book. And yeah. that's yeah. a lot of money. I mean, I wrote a book. I got a book deal. And my, I had a great manager at the time. So he knew how to get me a good deal. And I think I got the last good deal you could get without being super famous. So my um, my manager at the time was this guy, Alex Murray. He's a great manager. And he got me, I don't know, he, he worked it out. He got me $20,000 advance for my book. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's amazing, man. Because I, I, don't, I don't know how to write a book. <laughs> I can't even read. Yeah, you're like, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine book comes out. 367 uh, spelling errors in here, but it's awesome. You know, it's awesome yeah. book. Anyways, uh, so let's go to a completely different topic. Uh, let's yeah. go to a completely different topic. I just want to get you, this, this could be a little bit of, you know, for, we got fun with this one, but I, I want to I see what you say about this. Did you see the, Chelsea Handler clip about what it is to be single. Have you seen this one no, or no? Oh, this is oh, awesome. Love this one. Since you haven't seen it, I'm going to enjoy this even more. Do, do you have it, Robert? Okay, right there. So we're going to get the original OG reaction of Jimmy. Have you seen this, Adam, or no? I have not. Phenomenal. Both of you enjoyed this. So here's the benefit of being a childless woman. This is the day in the life of a childless woman. Watch this. Day in the life of a childless woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember that I have no kids to take to school, so I take an edible, masturbate, and go back to sleep. I wake up at 12.30 p.m. and get ready for a busy day of doing whatever the f*** I feel like. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store. I go to my fave spot in Paris to grab a croissant. I do a meditation sesh on the plane since I have no screaming kids, allowing me all the time in the world to become enlightened. The weightlessness of my existence has granted me superhuman powers. I teleport myself back home. Then I get ready for a night out with whatever hot guy I met on Raya that morning. Mm -hmm. I call up a babysitter and tell her that I don't need her since I still don't have kids. Now it's time for a workout, so I hit Mount Everest for a quick climb. I invent a time machine, go back in time, and kill Hitler. Freeze, you bastard! It's amazing what you can do when you have this much free time. And that's a day in the life of a childless woman. She looks unhappy. Well, she doesn't have a job either, apparently. (laughs) 
Right? I mean, yeah. I just got triggered did, hard. Did you guys, yeah. but, but, but Jimmy, oh, Pat, from you guys watching that, I think she's really sad. Like, she, she doesn't look, that smile isn't like a real. I felt the same way. Do you feel that, yeah, bro? I was like, like, I'm like, oh, she, she, she looks like she's hurting. Yes. Bro. Let me tell you one thing. Wow. I agree with one thing she did in that entire fucking video. <laughs> she went back and killed Hitler. Okay. Good that's for fine. you. Yeah, that's good. Let me tell you the problem with ladies like this. By the way, can we just pull up her age real quick? I'm guessing late 40s. Um, no, what do you mean? I, say, I was going to say 50. I'm guessing 48-ish. 52. What do we got? Give me an age. 52. 47. She's 47. Okay. All right, so I was off by a year. Here's the problem. A few years ago, when she was 42, 43, and she kind of still had her looks, and she was allegedly banging 50 Cent, and yeah. this this sex in the city, I do what I want to do, yeah. I could go where I want to go, that was cute. When you're 50, and no dude, this hot dude you meet on Raya, they're not going to exist any, anymore for you, Chelsea. Period. And the problem is this. It's like for every one Chelsea uh, handler that thinks this way, yeah. there's a million 50-year-old women that were fed this bullshit that are like, fuck you, Chelsea handler, for me and for indoctrinating me. I watched Sex in the City. I was told I don't need no man. I was told that I can just do what I want to do and gallivant off to Paris and jerk off in the middle of the day yeah. and have fun and have my wine. It's like... Let me tell you what's going to end up with those women at the end of the day. They're going to be uh, non-married, no kids, 17 cats, 14 dildos, a couple different vibrators, and sad AF. This is not a good business model for you to, to live your life for, off of. For dildo whatsoever companies, yeah. for women. For dildo Show this yes. to women, yes. Yeah, but but and and uh, I mean and I get it, Jimmy. We get this is it's a comedy. She's being funny and stuff. But I see real pain, and there's yes. something missing. I also felt pain. I felt pain, bro. <laughs> I did, I honest. See it. Her smile. Dude. It was yeah, like a like it was like a hostage it. video. Yeah, because mind you, she's in, she's gonna be fifty something. Yeah, she's gonna have the cats and all that stuff. But I mean, I think I think deep down inside, you want to have some kids. I think I would like to have. I didn't have kids, so I, I missed that. I got, when I was supposed to have kids, I was doing comedy, and then I got not too late for you, Jimmy. Oh, it is. You want to you want to adopt Vinny? Take Vinny. It is too. But but I don't have any. So I was I would like to. I was thinking of adopting right because you want to have someone to bury you, and uh, <laughs> that's the number one reason. And the number one. I don't reason. have anybody to bury me. Should be that's hilarious. I mean, it's sad, but it's hilarious. But Pat, why did you show this video of all things we could be discussing today? UFOs, flying saucers, oh, everything, the train wrecks, yeah. everything, China. What made you go with this Chelsea Handler? Well, I mean, we've been talking about this. What a waste of a life. Yeah. What a waste of a life. And you know, for somebody that buys into that life, a miserable, lonely life. Everything in life to me that has value is stuff that outlives me, and it's great relationships, and that takes a long time. That takes a very, very long time. Uh, it, it, again, if, if you've been through the fast life, and you've gone through it where it's like another one and another one and another one, and an, you and I were having this conversation yeah. regularly where I'm like, look, how many more you want to do? You know, how many more you want to go through? You know, what else are you going to be doing? This is a hero to who? I'm, what, you know, what that reminded me of is when I wanted to have a kid, and I was talking to my wife about... Um, adopting and I just kept having the same you know idea in my head was the reason why I want to have a kid is because I want to stop thinking about myself 24 hours a day mm. I'd like to put my energy yeah. into loving something else and building something else up and that's she was I mean of course it's a comedy sketch yeah we got that yeah but um you know that seems like the opposite of that to just think about it's just that's the problem I think I'm experiencing with not having kids is I, I spend too much time thinking about myself I'll give you a complete opposite side for you to be thinking about okay thank God she didn't have any kids 
okay? Because the world would have two or three more Chelsea handlers, okay? Oh. <laughs> to Maybe me, it would have changed her. But, Maybe. but I don't disagree. But here's the part as well. I think too many of the... Uh, we talked about this on the last podcast. I think I was in uh, uh, Orlando yesterday and in Vegas yesterday. I gave a talk in Orlando and then I gave a talk in Vegas. And then I flew back last night. And the group I spoke to in Orlando, in, uh, in Vegas, my message was about some of you guys got to choose to start having four, five, six, seven, eight kids. That's just one or two. I'm dead serious really? with you. I'm telling yeah. you. I think the right parents need to have more kids. A man named John Morris, who was our chair at Vistage in L.A., great guy, powerful guy, and people know him in Santa Monica, money guy, venture capital guy, and he was our mentor. He was 60 at the time, give or take. And one day I'm having a conversation with him. I'd have my monthly one-on-ones with him. And I said, hey, John, how many kids you got? He says, two. I said, wow, why two? You know, you think you made the right choice with two? He says, biggest mistake of my life. I said, really? Two kids? Biggest mistake of your life? He says, biggest mistake of my life. I said, why is that? He says, the moment... I got good at being a parent. I stopped having kids. Oh, wow. Tell me what thing in life do you stop doing after you become great at it? Wow. Biggest mistake. We should have had four more kids. He got me thinking. Yeah. I came home. I sold that. I told that to Jen. My idea was I want to have five to ten kids is what I wanted to have. We ended up with four. We were supposed to have five twins. Good. You know, one didn't make it. But, uh, you know, God's blessed us in a great way. And life is. Your regular Alec Baldwin. Huh? Your regular Alec Baldwin. Is that what it is? Well, he's got like seven kids now. Oh, right? dude, I would have twenty kids. I'm telling you right now, I would have twenty kids if I if I had it my way. But you know, it, it's 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 a different life. But also at the same time, there's a part where it's like good for you for not having one. Because let's just say if she did have a kid, she probably would do it out of wedlock, and she would probably sell the same exact philosophies to her, and that kid's probably going to be living the same exact life as well as she is and doing what she's doing. So I don't know. Uh, this message, unfortunately, is going to inspire some people. For every Andrew Tate, you have to have a Chelsea handler. Have to. You, you, the extreme arguments of both sides, let them hash it out and debate it and then see who's going to come up, you know, long-term winning. I don't even. Can I add to that with yeah, the Andrew Tate? Number one, uh, I don't think this is breaking news. Ironically, Andrew Tate does have kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so like. Yeah. He does? It's, he, and he's advocating having kids. So yeah. here's the problem I have with this. Can you imagine if some dude was like, yep, not having kids, just get me, just pouring in on the pussy, y'all. Yeah. Just I'm out there making my money, no kids, no wife. I'm just driving my cars. I don't want no kid weighing me down. I'm going to Paris. Miserable I'm having life. fun. I'm jerking off all day. Saying that as a guy, dude, you just got canceled. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah. What are you saying right now? <laughs> yeah. No guy could say what she's saying. And here's the harm with Chelsea. <laughs> he just did. Can't say that. Yeah, yeah, Vinny, you go out and say that. Let's yeah, joke, finished. cancel. I'm finished. Here's the problem with Chelsea. For every one Chelsea uh, handler that does this for attention, clearly. It's not like she's saying this in the mirror every day and she's happy with her life. got 10 and a half million views on Twitter. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She's, doing, she's, she's a marketer. It's a freak show. Yeah. But for every one Chelsea's handler doing this to get views, there's a lady named Debbie in Ohio that's like, yeah, you tell him, Chelsea. And there's a lady named Maggie in Florida and Rebecca in California that's living that life. 
and they're crying of on course, the yeah. inside because they're living Chelsea's life that's romanticized of being just this selfish individual succumbing to all your individual needs. Well, it's not attractive when a guy does it. That's why that guy doesn't come around gallivanting like this. And it's even less attractive when a right. woman does it. I, I, maybe, maybe I was projecting onto her. Who knows? Like maybe, you know, I said her smile didn't look real. Maybe yeah. it is real. And maybe I'm projecting because I feel bad about myself not having kids. But yeah. Jimmy, so I, maybe that's a good chance. It's I, I, cool I, when you're a lady and you say that when you're 25. Yeah, and it's kind of cool when you're 35. Not when you're nearly 50. You, it's sad and disgusting. Here's here's a part that, that all of us have to deal with. And, and we had this conversation with our... Uh, uh, the guy that uh, we love, uh, the world loves. Uh, uh, Rogan? R- not Rogan, our uh, handsome Trump? friend. No, Mike oh, Rowe. Jimmy Dore? Mike oh, Rowe, Mike, oh. Rowe. Mike Rowe was here. I don't, I'm thinking of handsome and, men. And, and by the way, Mike this. Rowe, you know, 60, oh, never married, never never had kids. Really? Never married, never had, And that good looking of a guy, like he is like an all around American guy yeah. that, you know, a girl would want to be with. Mm-hmm. Uh, to he's me, straight? He's straight. I yeah. think he's straight. I, I would he have to straight. say he yeah. is straight. I don't okay. I don't know personally, but I would say he is straight. Okay, you know, the one conversation we had at the end of the video uh, he kisses interview, like a straight guy. I'll tell you. <laughs> there you go. Good for him. Impressive. Impressive. And that's what matters. <laughs> here's the part. Here's the part. We're all salespeople. When somebody tells me I can't sell, I've never been good in sales. Bullshit! You've been selling for your entire life on whatever the lies you believe in, or whatever the truths you believe in. You're a salesperson, okay? You can sell anything you want to other people as if you're happy with the decision you made, but then you have to be by yourself. And when you're by yourself, only one person knows if you're happy with the decision you made. Chelsea's selling that life, but by the way. If she's by herself, she's 100% fully happy with the decisions she made, guess what? More power to you. I'm just not convinced she is. No. That's the only thing. So let's go to the next story. Let's go from Chelsea into DeMar Hamlin, yep. mm. which we've all seen that hit. Mm. We've all seen the fall. Yep. We've all seen the jacket. At this point, the Super Bowl, he came and apologized, and he talked to his mom and dad, and he says, look, this is not something I support. It was I was just being fashionable, so I'm not even talking about the jacket. We had an interview with Michael Strahan. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I can't believe Michael Strahan actually asked the question. I love did him did you that. see that? The fact that he asked yeah. it. And the fact that ABC was okay with him asking it. ABC has to prove all the questions you ask. I know. But he asked the question. That's the here's, establishment. Here's what well, the question was, and, and look at the answer that DeMar Hamlin gave. Go ahead. The question on so many minds, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24. Peak physical condition. Could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> do I do it or do um, I not? That's something I want to stay away from. I why? Know from my experience uh, in the NFL. Cut. By the way. Michael didn't go and say why. why? The obvious follow-up question, no question as an, and he's a great interviewer. Yeah. You're supposed to ask what? Here's a question. Do you think the why was asked, but ABC cut it? Oh, that's why? a good, good maybe. Good point. Do you think the why, Michael is a great interviewer. Well, he asked that first question. By the way, go back 10 seconds. Look how abrupt it is. Go back 10 seconds and look how immediately it goes into that. It doesn't make sense. Play the clip again. What do you think is going on in his mind? Why? Um, that's something I want to stay away from. 
I know from my experience. No, I don't yeah, believe. That's that's a cut right there. I believe that's an edit. I agree. Okay. I, I believe Michael asked the why, and they cut yes. it. I agree. We know about editing around and, here. Yes, and, that's and, an edit. And Peck, can I say one thing, and a lot of people don't understand. Obviously, I this is my opinion. Like we always say, it has to do something about either he had COVID or the vaccine, which nobody has said if he said it or not. I want to say, Pfizer is one of the biggest donors to the NFL. You know that, right? $120 million. Uh, so 100 and over $120 million. Rob, you can, you can uh, look it up. And I, uh, mind you, Jimmy, when you go after somebody like that, Big Pharma... Are we look, done with the video, by the way? Yes. Well, yeah, okay. look, look what they did with James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe yeah. caught that guy talking shit about them mutating this virus. What happened to James O'Keefe one week later? They I mean, made like, an example of him. They made an example of him, number one. Number two... Um, uh, a, a study, there's a Smith Heart Institute study just showed that uh, heart attacks and deaths are from 2000 to uh, 2022 are up 30% <laughs> from ages 25 to 44 years old. It's all going up. And Rob, I, I was going to send you the link on it. It's a, it's a Heart Institute study. Co- Pfizer does not play games. And their CEO, I forgot where I saw Albert Burla. Albert Burla was doing a speech on one of those world that can one of those forums where they just sit on stage and spew bullshit. Mm-hmm. He was like, we have all these vaccines, because you know, with vaccine hesitancy, we have all these vaccines that I, nobody's, we got to find a way to get people more motivated to take this thing. That's right. All money, bro. I, I, it's insane that you saw fear. Did you see the fear where I saw the, the wheels turning in his head and the wheels were do I tell people the truth, or do I know that I was told to shut the hell up and don't say anything because my career's well? Obviously, he was—he's been coached to not talk about that in a certain wow. way, and he was like, "Well, what can I say and not jeopardize whatever the deal is I was given?" Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's—if you can watch that and not have red flags going off all over the place, then you're—you know—you're uh, brain dead. But uh, the thing is, people would say, well, the increase in heart attacks are from COVID because COVID caused heart attacks. Yeah, right. Although they did a huge study, the Israeli study said it didn't. So um, the point, I, it does. my thing is around COVID and the vaccines is like, for the first time in my lifetime, we weren't allowed to question anything at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you did, you were a white supremacist and a Trumper. And it was the crazy, I mean, I'm like, no, I just want to get informed. And you know what they would say? They go, please don't do your own research. You know, before COVID. Don't you, do your own research? They would say, don't. Yeah. I'd see comedians on stage in Los Angeles saying that. Folks, please don't do your own research. Mm-hmm. You know, before COVID, doing your own research just meant reading. Yeah. And now they've shamed reading. That's how big pharma has gotten people. It's like I woke up in the middle of a Bill crazy. Hicks bit. Well, it looks like we got ourselves a reader. Oh, <laughs> One of them old-fashioned <laughs> book type what you people. Yeah, what, what you, you reading for, for boy? Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. you know everything that needs to be read has already been read by a In the Bible. <laughs> the Bible said it was true. You wouldn't tell that to anybody else. I, this is what I say. is like if I was going to go buy a car, you would go, hey, don't look into it. Well, how am I supposed to know what car to get? Don't you do one of them car test fact dri- things test, now, Jimmy. Test driving my ass. Ask the salesman. Yeah. He's the yeah. expert. What are you, Henry yeah. Ford? And, and, Jim, and Jimmy I mean, people who have question authority bumper stickers told you to just shut up and stop asking questions about the vaccine. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it's not. People who still think we haven't landed on the moon and Elvis is still alive won't question the vaccine. It's the craziest yeah. thing. The biggest skeptics are supposed to be comedians and cynics. They totally dropped the ball on this. And uh, 
And I, it, it, I know I'll, I hope I never go through something like this again. And you know, just look, just look what happened with ivermectin, right? How they can make everybody in the country still to this day think it's some kind of poisonous drug that's bad for you instead of what it actually is—a wonder drug. You know, they were looking at it to to cure cancer before COVID. And the way I found out, the way I found out that they were lying about everything about COVID was I got vaccine injured, and I got put into a study, right? So these doctors put me in a study, and their theory was that the vaccine gave me long COVID symptoms. And they showed me, I had to go to a special place, get a blood test. And they showed me my biological markers were exactly like somebody who had long COVID, except I never had COVID. So then they gave me these drug cocktail. It was azithromycin, ivermectin, uh, fluvoxamine. Uh, there was a couple other things. All the good stuff. And I said, hey, that ivermectin, man, that's that horse poison, right? And the guy, the, my doctor is like, hey, Jimmy... He's, and he told me all that stuff. He says, before COVID, this was considered a wonder drug. It's safer than aspirin. It saved billions of lives. The reason why they're doing that is because it's been shown to be able to treat COVID in the lab. And that if it can uh, treat COVID, they can't get their emergency use authorization for their vaccines. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they had to say that about hydroxychloroquine. And they had to say the same thing about ivermectin. And that's a fact. That's why. And so now we know that's a lie and people just ignore it like as if it never happened. Or how about when they uh, the new lie is, well, we never said the vaccine would stop transmission and contraction. Yes, of course you did. Yeah, you I got did. video after video. Yeah. But people don't want to know that. It went from 100 to 90 to 80. To like, hey, yeah. give it a shot. That's for, So Can when I, I got vaccine injured, yeah. I found out they were lying about masks. They were lying about herd immunity. They were lying about natural immunity. Yeah. They were lying about transmission. They were lying about contraction. And they were lying about fun the virus, the, the research that led to it, they were lying about where it came from. And if you said it came from a lab, you were a white supremacist racist. Racist, what? China, what? China virus, yeah. you hate, yeah. Do you, I, think they, do you think they're going to investigate it? Do you think they're going to go through an investigation? We're going to learn. Gonna, who are they going to get to investigate it? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all, they're all part of it, right? So it's going to take well, a real. Well, Rand Paul's not a, Rand Paul will challenge it. And um, he, he Rand does, Paul did. He yeah. stood up against Fauci. He Fauci he lied. Fauci lied to Rand Paul, which is lying to Congress twice. Yeah. Yeah. He asked him if he f- funded gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. He said no twice. And then the NIH said, "You know what? We actually did do it." Fauci's lying. Yeah, and and, 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 and uh, Jimmy, we talked about this on the last podcast. They'll never be held accountable. Never. But I would, I would literally pay. Like I started a GoFundMe page for millions and millions of bucks, Jimmy, just to, because you know lie detector tests are only admissible in court. They're not admissible. They're, they're not admissible. I'm saying, right. but you know what? They're admissible to the to the public. public if yeah. you want to prove to these assholes like Fauci or Hillary or any of them, we'll we'll have this big fund. You come. We'll ask you the, the general questions, but then the one question we'll ask you, Fauci, did you do this? Hold them accountable. Do take a lie detector test. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch the first 48. They sit them. Detectives go. You want to do a lie detector? Sit in here. We don't have to use it in court, but I want to know if you're full of shit. So there's a lawsuit now, and so Fauci was actually deposed. And most of the questions, he was like, I don't remember. Oh, that's all they have to say. I don't recall. <laughs> I, don't recall. I don't recall. Let me ask you guys a question. I don't want to go full uh, runspiracy rear wrist here. Um, we talked about the establishment, but then also big tech and big pharma and all their hands and everything. The CEO of uh, YouTube just uh, stepped down. Oh, no you, kidding. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yes, Our friend Susan. After 25 years. Yeah. I don't, you know, this is Read me. the story. Go ahead. Read right, the so story. So YouTube, go up go to a little bit, Rob, so you can to read the top. the top. So YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki, how do you say good, good her name? Call. I love it. It's pretty close. Uh, is stepping down after nearly a decade in that role. She will be succeeded by Neil Mohan, UTEP's current 
chief product officer. And if you go down, by the way, that's a picture of her at the World, where? The the World, World Economic, Economic Forum. Forum. Ah. There's establishment, buddy. They're coming yeah, for you. Coming. She's stepping down from YouTube after nearly a decade in the role. She has a. She said in a blog post Thursday that she plans to focus on her family. That's what they all say. Health and personal projects. Shove an advisory role at the parent company, Google and Alphabet, which owns YouTube. Here's the last part. Neil Mohan, chief product officer, will be the new head of YouTube, according to the blog post. He, the, This is now effective immediately. The time is right for me, and I'll be able to do this because I have an incredible leadership team plays at YouTube, says Miss Wojcicki. Anyway, so I she said she's going to do, uh, what did she say she's going to do? Family. She, no, what was the third thing she said? Advisory Personal projects. Uh, yeah. I think she wants to be a YouTuber next, <laughs> is what she wants to do. You could probably get up there. She's yeah. just start do making, you think I have this kids has, I love it. Any correlation with the heat that's being turned up on these questions? Oh, because of like the Twitter gate? Just all the stuff that's kind of coming out, censorship, yeah, what's I going on, it. questioning authority. You think w- this has any relevance? I would. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, but I think, uh, I just wanted to make one more point about Fauci, is that when, you know that the Dallas Buyers Club, you remember that movie yeah. starring Matthew, Matthew McConaughey? McConaughey. And we were it was just all talking about, about that earlier. Well, Crazy. the bad guy in that movie... Is Dr. Fauci, and everybody <laughs> forgets the reason why they had to do the Dallas Buyers Club was because Fauci and the government were keeping drugs that could help people away because they only uh, wanted to push the drugs that were approved by Big Pharma, and that's oh, why they had to do the goddamn Dallas Buyers wow. Club. The same shit they did with AIDS, they're doing with COVID. Yep. The same shit. And why did they do it with COVID? Because they got away with it, mm. yep. and they're going to get away with it, and they're always going to get away with mm. it. And we also yeah. learned uh, in a podcast, I believe, with Zuby, that one of two countries in the world. United States and New Zealand, I believe, yeah. was are the only countries that are allowed to advertise. full on advertise on TV. And which, which ones were the craziest on COVID? New Zealand, right? Oh my God! You no, Australia, Australia, Australia was the was was But Australia, they were like, you, you are getting. The, they were going to people's houses. Remember? Yes. They had people out their fucking houses. Like, get out, get. You have to stay, stay in your house. Like Australia, what? they'd send you to a camp. Yeah. But let me <laughs> yeah. ask you. Let, let's give maybe the American people credit for a second, just for a second. Okay. Do you think that? Most people, not all, because there's going to be people that sort of are like, you know what, whatever just happened with COVID and these lockdowns and these mandates and can't say this and zip it up and shut your mouth and get in line, that it's it's almost like fool me once, you know, shame mm-hmm. on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Like people have sort of woken up to like, all right, this authoritarian you know, mandates, they ain't happening again. Do you want to give the American people a little bit of credit that they won't let that happen? I don't Or do you think that we're all just fucking sheep and we're all just following the... I live in California. They just passed a law... Uh, supermajority Democrats in the legislature with a Democratic governor, and they just passed a law that restricts doctors from practicing medicine if they go against whatever uh, Big Pharma says about COVID. There you go. They, that they'll find them. So that's a chill. You're not supposed to do that. That's authoritarian. That's, <laughs> yeah. so, and everybody just let it happen. Now a that's judge. They call it California. Wow. Now a judge has stopped it. Right, but that's California. I mean, that's, that's establishment. The that, judge, I mean, part of the establishment. So which way is it, Jimmy? Thank God that judge, right? <laughs> yeah. But you did, you did see the stats. We, we've been kind of you know making fun of it for a few years now that Gavin Newsom is the U-Haul uh, employee of the year. But stats just came out. Just in oh, fact, people leave. How California? many people have left California to it's get the hell out of there? The there. Texas, wow. Vegas, Tennessee, Florida, the whole deal. Yeah, the stats are out there. I don't know, Rob, if you want to pull I just, that up. I but just, it's I, out. Yesterday, I got the phone call we were talking about earlier. My yeah. mom called me about a dozen and a half eggs. And she said something like twenty some dollars, and I was like, "She's a little older." I go, "Mom, you mean like fifteen? Like not? It can't be." She goes, "Vinny, she sent me a picture. A dozen and a half eggs were were um, in the twenty." And I'm like, "No eh. way! How much is? Ga- I'm not joking. How much is gas a gallon in Cali? 
Average. I think it's around five or six bucks. Six I think bucks. it's six bucks, maybe. Six it got up to eight, but I think it came down, Jeez. and now it's around five or six bucks. Unbelievable. How um, the hell do people survive in California? Know. I don't know. But I want to know. Something they spend most of their money on housing. Like the, in California, you're supposed to spend 30% of your 30% income? of your gross I, income. I correct. think in California, it's 50, right? Yeah, and then people, how do you have money for car payments? I don't for know. Food and beverage. Only for going fans, out for, Adam, only fans uh, and selling drugs. You know, you know uh, what, what's going to happen is, you know, you're supposed to take give or take 10% of your paycheck to put it into retirement fund, mm -hmm. whatever. How many people in California that are just living, you know, 50% on the house, food and beverage, and car they're payments. Yeah, everyone has to have a car in California. They're going to retire with $0 in their bank account when they go to retire. It's going to be an ugly situation. But let me ask, so you, you know everything. I don't know anything about money. <laughs> I don't. But you know what you should do since you don't know about money? Get you your got, own you podcast 20, and tell I'll, people about it. You got $20,000 advance on a book. What do you mean you don't know? What do you, you're you're Jimmy, blowing up. Game I, in the system. What? So I, I put my retirement, I, I don't want to put it in the stock market. Uh, so I put it in an annuity. Why? And everybody's like, you're stupid annuity. for putting in an annuity. But now the stock market's going to. So then I did. I started putting it in a 401k. But that's going to crash now, right? Well, it'll uh, come back up. You think? Long term okay. or short term? You think long term it'll it'll become bad? You don't. It think? always does. So because we're going to lose the petrodollar right now. That's what the so Joe Biden's shenanigans in China and Russia is going to screw the petrodollar. Stop! Not I'm just going to stop you right now. What are you talking about right now? So you the, think that's going to affect the entire stock market? For unbelievable! The rest? Well, oh I'll my tell you. God. So. If you don't know what the petrodollar is, I'll explain it. So in the 70s, Nixon took us off the gold standard. Right. And so he went to the petrodollar, which was we guaranteed or we promised the use of our military to Saudi Arabia wherever they wanted it, which is why we're committing a genocide in Yemen. Mm -hmm. uh, in exchange for that, if you were going to buy oil from Saudi Arabia, any other country in the world, they'd had to change their money into U.S. dollars. And so then they could buy the oil in U.S. dollars. And that's called the petrodollar. Now, what is that do it makes every country decide well i'm going to keep a bunch of u.s dollars and then they just started using it for other stuff too so that's how the u.s dollar became the reserve currency of the world and now saudi arabia because of the shit we're doing with russia they're starting and china they're starting to sell oil in other denominations than the u.s Wan, dollar china. they're sending it to china right yeah. china's yeah. Uh, what is it called the one the one and they're sending i think i think it's india maybe even italy uh, they, is this the brick thing so, I constantly hear and about? So, and then the bricks thing's happening. So there's a shift that it's going to happen because of Amer American imperialism and hegemony. And when we are no longer the reserve currency, doesn't our economy collapse? Yeah. So to me, here's here's a couple things you got to think about with that. You notice earlier when we were talking about our sponsor gold, mm -hmm. and I gave a shout out to them, and it's like, hey, a small percentage, put it there. Uh, the only way, your age right now, you're 57. I mm -hmm. think I looked at the numbers right. there. So you got, I don't know if you're going to be retiring. It's a different story of yeah, retirement I today know. versus, but you got a YouTube channel. That's a, that's the best annuity you got, by the way. The AdSense that's going to be paying you, you're, it's not, your 401k doesn't compare to your YouTube channel that you have. That's the ultimate AdSense. If you do it right, sponsorship, you're doing it right with Patreon, all that stuff. Having said that, let's just say you are an average guy that doesn't have a YouTube thing and you are dealing with a 401k. It depends on what age you want to retire. It depends on, your risk tolerance, it depends on all of that stuff. But this is one way of looking at it. The whole climate change argument, okay, when uh, 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 the AOC gets up and says, you know, the world's coming to an end in 12 years, and then uh, your uh, best friend, the girl you like the most, uh, uh, Greta, Greta, who Thunberg. just, she, she's coming out with a new book. If I'm sure you ordered it. Greta, Your best friend. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. She's so, so awesome. So Greta's got a new book coming up about climate, climate change. 
The best way to gauge if these things are real, climate change, is go talk to actuaries who run these big insurance companies whose jobs is to protect a billion dollars. Because one thing insurance companies hate is to pay out money. They do not like paying out any of their money. And, you know, you notice long term, they don't have a challenge with what's going to happen with the market, with climate change. If they did, they would be investing in different places. The whole real estate on the water, what's going to happen with homes in Florida, if it's that bad, why are insurance companies, you know, offering the insurance to these homes on the water or else? Is it going to be an issue 100 years from now? Probably. Is it going to be an issue 50 years from now? Probably. Is it going to be an issue in the next 10, 20 years? Probably not. So the actuary's job is to sit there and calculate risk. Everything's about that. So the petrodollar, the fiat currency, whatever way we want to put it, it, could that collapse? Uh, Could America go through the mess they're going through right now if we don't pay our debts? The biggest, scariest number to be thinking about is the following. This is the craziest number. In 2019, uh, uh, we paid $350 billion on interest of our debt. In 2020, our debt interest payment was half a percent. We were paying $350 billion. 2021 was 0.1%. It went lower. We still pay $350 billion in interest. 2022, last year, our interest went up to 1.9 average. We paid 46470. Here's the crazy part. Just Q4 of 2022, Jimmy, we paid $213 billion of interest. Just Q4 mm-hmm. at a 1.9% average. Right now we're on a 4.5 to 6% run rate this year. This will be the first year where America is going to pay over a trillion. It could be a trillion to a trillion and a half. We pay in interest. In interest. In interest only. In interest only. You're already, your debt is already climbing heavily. Now add a trillion dollars of interest and credit card payments in America. Credit card debt in America is 943, highest we've ever had it. And savings is declining. Last um, uh, month, our savings rate was 2.4%. We're, we're not saving a lot of money, right? And that's a 17-year low. Those are the things to really be concerned about on what's going to happen with the market. Now, what this guy Jimmy's trying to do, and uh, uh, Powell's trying to do with the rates, with inflation to try to kind of calm it down, uh, you know, the more and more and more he keeps increasing it, the more and more and more he keeps increasing it, inflation isn't dropping as quickly as people are thinking. He still has to increase rates. And there's a story that just came out, which is pretty interesting. This kind of tells you what's happened to the real estate industry. This is a Wall Street Journal story about real estate. If you can pull this one up, uh, 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 and if you can tell me what page this is on, let me find this story. Okay, here you go. It's uh, uh, as home sales slow, realtors go back to other jobs. As home really? sales slow, realtors go. And this, is, this is not like a regular article, Breitbart. This is Wall Street Journal, and right? So home sales are slowing because of interest rates. Interest rates. But wouldn't so wouldn't the home so every, people still want and sell, demand? But but, but it's not, to, it's not interest rates. It, it, it's a good question you ask. Okay. It's greed. It's not interest rates. It's greed. There's a house in our community that I'm trying to uh, uh, buy for somebody in my family. Okay. They're asking 1.294. They were asking 1.7 million a year and a half ago. So they went to 1.6, 1.5, 1.4, now it's 1.29. That house is worth 750, but they're asking 1.29, okay? Mm-hmm. So the 1.29 is these families every month or every two months that they lower $100,000, guess what they're starting to realize? This is not worth 1.7 million anymore, mm-hmm. okay? This is probably going to end up selling for $900,000, $800,000. 
So it's not interest rates. High interest rates are giving a reality check to homeowners that are being greedy, thinking, wait for it, we can sell it for more. Wait for it, we can sell it for more. Wait for it, we can sell it for more. And shit, babe, lower by 100 grand. Lower by 100 grand. So it's greed that's causing these realtors to leave because realtors today don't know how to tell the client, Jimmy, can I tell you something? Yes, what is it? You're going to get upset when I tell you this, Jimmy. What's that? Your house is not worth $1.5 million. This is a $900,000 house. What's the reaction Jimmy's going to have? You know what? Now, Jimmy, I'm going to leave. I'm the realtor. I'm trying to give some common sense here. When I leave, guess what Jimmy's wife's going to say? Babe, fire Patrick immediately. He's clueless. Then he's going to call the next realtor, and any realtor's going to say what? Just like any guy says on a date with a girl. I'll I'm going to change you. your yeah. life. Yeah. And the realtor's going to say, Patrick has no clue what he's This is at least a $1.55 million home. Then you hire that realtor. Then a realtor, 90 days later, guess what that realtor has to tell Jimmy? Jimmy, I have to break it to you. Yeah. This is an $800,000 house. So it's the relationship between the realtor and the client right now. That's the conflict. Realtors don't know how to break it to the client that this house is not worth what you think it's worth. I don't think it's just the rates. Can I add one thing real yeah. quick? By the way, when we're talking about the realtors that are going back to other jobs, we're not talking about the top 10% of realtors, top 20%. We're not even talking about the top 50%. We're talking about all the guys and gals that was, saw what was happening in 2020 and like, hold on, let me get on the bandwagon. And they were cooks, chefs, Uber drivers, whatever, photographers, whatever, and they got their real estate license. By the way, I did the same thing in 2005 when I saw everybody making money in real estate in Miami. I'm like, oh, I want to get my real estate license. Then came 2008, crash, all right, I'm done being a realtor. So all these fl fake fly-by-night realtors, they're out. And then it's the people who are experts at this. It's almost like the people that want to start a podcast. Hey, everyone's doing a podcast. Next thing you know, you know, times get tough. All of a sudden, people drop out of the podcast world. It's the people who are in it for longevity and the right reasons are still in it. So shout out to those realtors. The people who are in it for a quick buck, they're out of it. So you think I'm okay. I don't have to worry about where I put my money. I think you just keep in an annuity. You're well, good. What, yeah? For, for what time frame? Ten years? Five years? Three years, it's very different. Mm -hmm. If you have no plans with your 401k over a 10-year period, maybe look at the allocations, pay attention to it closely. You don't want to have your stocks in 100% small cap stocks. I don't know what, what type of equities you got. Uh, you know, if you got the index, and I don't know what kind of annuity, if it was a variable annuity or an index annuity or a fixed annuity. Those are three different fixed. types of annuities. Fixed. You got a straight annuity. up fixed, and so, what was the rate so they gave was, you? So it was 5%, but then after the fees, it actually turns out to be like 3 But well, isn't there a lockup period? If you, look up, if you look up an index annuity, what an index annuity does is made for boomers. An index annuity would be you can get the upside of how to market us. Up to percentage. So they'll say like, hey, if the market does 38%, you're capped at 12. Okay. But if the market does minus 38% like 2008, guess what? You're not losing anything. You stay at zero. Stay at zero. So it gives uh -huh. you the zero to 12. So an index annuity was designed specifically for boomers, and it gave the best of both worlds, a fixed annuity oh, okay. and a variable annuity. I feel good so, about that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the part to look at. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. I'll just do, that, do yourself a yeah. favor. Take all the money, go to Vegas, put it all on black, <laughs> baby. What is you a self-directed 401k? What is that? Or you, you know can choose is? your allocation strategy. Like you can, is that what like you're I want, well, my, my my brother says he puts it into real estate. 
you know, instead of putting it into the stock market, he does a 401k somehow where he puts it into real estate. Is that possible? Of course it is. Yeah. yeah to REITs. You, you can put gold in your 401k. You can do 100% gold in your 401k. Really? You did you, you hear what do, Peter Thiel did with yeah. his 401k yeah. or his Roth IRA? He, he really. He, he became really. a billionaire. I mean, he was, was already But the way he did it, that's not the average person's going to do Jimmy, if you want some consultation, we have an app called Manect. That you're you're so funny. <laughs> you are funny. What is that? I don't get the joke. By, by the way, no, do you, do you know about the app Manect? It's a very interesting app, Manect. Here's how Manect works. So you know how many times people DM you and they say, Jimmy, I'd love to talk to you for 15 minutes, man. Yes. Can we get on? And you're like, dude, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. And you also don't want to ask him for the money. Okay. Well, on Manect, it does one of three things. If a person wants to ask you a question for DM, text response, you'll say it's 100 bucks, But you respond back 100%. If you want to respond with a video, it's 200 bucks. But if they want to do a 15-minute FaceTime with you, it's 50 bucks a minute. So you'll have a 15-minute FaceTime with them, 750. You'll make 80%. Manek keeps 20%. So Manek app is made for influencers out who, there. Who made that? It's the guy that's sitting in this room here with you, Manek. It's yeah. our app. Uh, Vin, yeah. That, that guy right yeah, there. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. It's, it's, Did you was, make that app? No, it was, it was <laughs> But you know how this app got started? This you app, made it? Yeah. This app got started because my lawyer charged me for a seven-minute call. He charged me 30 minutes. I called him back. I said, bro, we had a seven-minute call. He says, minutes roll up. I said, what are you worth by the minute? He says, no lawyer charges by the minute. I said, I'd love it if there was a company that I can pay lawyers by the minute. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking for it, we built a company called Manect. Really? Manette. Do you have a minute to connect? Let's Manect on Manect. So Jimmy yeah. Dore, if you wanted to do FaceTime yeah. with people, you can be up there. And Jimmy, you, oh. could, you could be one of the experts, but if you need help with your uh, fixed annuity or your uh, self-allocation yeah. 401k plan, come talk to me. I'll charge you uh, $100 He's a so minute. Funny. He's so are funny. You a, are you a financial guy too? Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I need a financial he says, <laughs> That was the realest thing Jimmy said all day. <laughs> you know it's real when they use this breath. <laughs> I need a financial So we're at the end of the podcast. Jimmy. Uh, oh, really? Uh, first that went fast. That was yeah. quick. Guys, if you enjoy this podcast, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. More importantly, Jimmy, if you don't Why mind, don't you last run for president, I wasn't born here. <laughs> uh, but he, but he is yeah. a veteran. I wasn't so, born here. I mean, doesn't that should not exit out? He's a veteran. You of this should. Country. I think we should maybe get rid of that law. I right? think so too. Do, you, do we have your vote, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I would vote for Pat. Yeah. Okay, listen, self-funded. Yep. Courage. Turn the list around. Okay, don't need corporate yeah. money. Honest, integrity is not for sale, has their own money. Thick skin, courage, compassion, conviction. Come on. It's a good list. The hey. thick skin. It's a good know, list. It's, it's oh. there. It's a good list. By the way, before we leave today, yeah. next week's a pretty big, we got a pretty big show. Do we want to talk why. about it all? Oh, shit. Next week. Holy shit. What are you Holy shit. You're right. I forgot. Can we talk about that? I just spent $100 on a shirt and shoes. Jimmy, what time's your flight? What time are you leaving after this? Today? Yeah. My flight's at 3.30. Okay, perfect. So you don't want to, so you got any plans for lunch or no? No. Okay. So you'll have, you'll come with us, but I want to show you what we built. We built, we bought this building and it was sitting there for a year. My dad said, buy this building. You're not going to find a building this close to your house. I bought it. We have no clue what to do with it. We got an idea. I don't even know how long ago this idea was. Six Just months ago, months something ago, like that. Yeah. And I said, listen, why don't we turn it into a comedy club? So we turned it into no a comedy kidding. club. You have to Live events. Yeah. Then, then I said, why don't we create it for a studio where any podcaster can come. We put a 16-foot TV, LED TV, and it'll have your logo, your brand, Jimmy Dore Show, whatever. And you got your four or five you know, guests that are there. And you got 300 guests watching you do a live podcast. So we set that up. And then last week, we had our first private event there. And we built a high-end cigar lounge in the same exact building. 
So you come in. There's a humidor. There's a bar. There's pool. Ta- there's a, a what do you call it? Poker table, domino table, private boardroom in the back. But it's only by invitation. Invitation. I'll show you that when we go to it. And we're doing our first ever live event next week. Yep. Is that really next week? Dude, that is next that week. Man, I'm so How looking forward to it. And it's, and it's that is six insane. days, PBD. That, that is insane. Six days. And, he has, and he's you know he has a Cuban guy in there right now just pumping out. Just <laughs> hey, my Anyways, hey, Jimmy, my people loved you. Oh, guy, that's great. To say they, would you agree, Rob? Understatement. Oh, yeah. They Understatement. Had, uh, the chat uh, exploded. Really liked yeah. you and uh, views that we haven't seen in quite yeah, some time. Yeah, they so. loved you, man. They loved, they loved you. You're amazing. You're awesome. It's great having you on. Thanks for Looking having Looking forward me. to doing this again. If you want to give your last plug for the event you're doing in February, in, in, this Sunday in Washington, D.C., Lincoln Memorial, we're doing an, a, a Rage Against the War Machine. Yes. It's a rally. Nice. Ron Paul will be there. Chris Hedges, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, me. A lot of people will be there. Can you put the link in Respect. chat in description? Folks, go look it up. This is the website here. This Sunday in D.C., Libertarian Party, People's Party, all coming together in D.C. Go see Jimmy and others that are going to be there. Uh, Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll do this again next week. Jimmy, thanks for coming out. Bye-bye, bye-bye.